The guys behind the From Corner to Corner podcast are diving deep into Montgomery County High School sports with the Community Trust Bank Coaches Corner. Join us as we talk local high school athletics with your local coaches. Whether you're a student athlete or a screaming fan, this is the place to turn to get the inside scoop before the next big game. And now, it's time for the show with Sean Kuyper, Neil Payne, Adam Muncy, and Wes Crouch. And welcome back to another episode of From Corner to Corner, Coach's Corner, presented by Community Trust Bank. Oh, wow. I set it up. You don't do it this way. <laughs> Remember FDIC. Equal housing lender. Oh, there we go. All right. <laughs> Sean West and Adam here with you tonight. We have the pleasure of welcoming in the girls soccer coach, Christy Lansdale, and senior Emily Williams. Thank you, ladies, for joining us tonight. We're excited to be here. Thank you for having us. So we were talking a little bit beforehand, realized that you have taught both of my daughters coming up through school. So that was pretty cool. Your mom and dad are neighbors of mine. And so, oh, that. <laughs> so that's all good. So um, I was, t- I'm not a big soccer guy. You're the second soccer show in three weeks. And I'm like, why do we keep talking about soccer? They send soccer stuff in our text thread all the time. And I'm like, I just keep going. Cause it's just never a sport that I've ever gotten into. Well, I think, too, you know, coming up this summer with the Women's World Cup coming back and, and starting in July, I think it's a big push for women's women's soccer and just the yeah. success level, too, and talk a lot about the boys' program. Um, but the girls' program has been equally, you know, we, we've not been as successful as the boys have, but I think we've been um, true competitors in our district and region for the last, you know, four or five years, too. So That's awesome. So, yeah, it's been good. Well, Montgomery County as a whole is doing great in sports. So, it's, you know, anywhere you look, we're doing great with that. So, so you coach soccer. Did you play soccer? Is that how you I got did. that way? I did. I grew up in West Texas, and um, we that's all I did was play soccer. We played, you know, year-round and some travel teams here and there. And then we moved here in sixth grade, um, and they did not have middle school soccer at that level in girls. So that I tried out for the boys' team, made the boys' team, but then kind of chickened out because I didn't know anybody didn't play. So I set out for a year, and then um, or two years, I guess. And then my freshman year was the first year of girls' soccer in Montgomery County. It's showing my age here a little bit too, as well. <laughs> but so that was the first year for Montgomery County soccer. So Jeff Linden was the coach. He coached um, the boys and the girls. He coached the boys in the fall, and the girls actually played in the spring during that time. So I, I played um, for him for all four years and had some really great coaches, um, Jim Tessie and uh, Kevin Wright, um, who've gone on to lead great girls programs for um, around and then went on to Barry College where um, I attempted to play for a year and it was a little bit more than I anticipated. And and so uh, I only played that first year and uh, didn't get a ton of playing time at that level, but um, enjoyed it anyway. And then just kind of came back and my my, I guess Barry Follett called me one day out of the blue, or maybe my second year of teaching, and said, hey, I heard you played soccer. Would you want to come? And I was like, sure. So I kind of helped him at middle school that first year. And then from there, he got, I guess we coached middle school for about two years. And then he um, went on to the high school and asked me to come with him. So I kind of was with him and 
it's kind of funny how it's all turned around because now my assistant is his son, Chris Follett. That's awesome. So it's been a great, it's been a I know Barry, he's a good yes. guy. Oh, he's a fantastic guy. He, he tells me, he gives me a hard time all the time. So, but now Chris is my assistant coach. So we work really well together and um, it's been great. So I've been coaching probably here in Montgomery County now, I think for about 20, off and on. I took a couple of years off with my second child um, and then kind of missed it and came back. So I think I've been coaching for, I think, 23 years, wow. I guess. And, some in some facet, either at middle school, high school, or both. Hey, she, so she's our most tenured coach that we've had so far. Can say, um, um, Laney. Laney was nineteen years. Yeah, nineteen years coaching for twenty or twenty-one, and I'm like, wait a minute. She said she was the most tenured coach. We might have a we might have a well, spat well, here. It might be a consecutive thing, yeah, you know. It could be consecutive because yeah. I did. I took off. I think I set out. I set out <laughs> That's the only loophole there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I set out a couple of years. Um, I think two seasons with um, my second child. I set out with her for a little bit. Kind of took a break and then um, and then came back and, and started coaching middle school again. And then took over the high school. I guess this will be my fifth season. I guess as yeah. a high school head coach. Well, I know you, you mentioned something. You played college for one year. I feel like that we've talked to a couple of other coaches that had some college experience. It's like once you get to that college level, it's not just a seasonal thing then. It's a 365 type deal. You know, it really is. It becomes a job at that point. Yeah. And I think if you really, you know, I love the sport. I really do. But I also decided that you know, just having that college experience and being able to you know, just explore and do some other things too. I ended up just playing all the intramurals. We, um, we were at my college in our little, we were at a little small college, kind of like Georgetown, but, um, we got to go to the flag football state tournament in Georgia and just some different things that I think you don't get to do if you're committed. And, you know, that's what I tell the girls even now, you know, like we have several girls who have gone, you know, and, and played at the college level and you have to, I tell them now, you know, you've got to decide do you want to let you want to let soccer pick your school or do you want to pick school? Because if you want to really go, I can find you a school to play, but it does become like a, a job and yeah. you have to really commit and, and really want to, you know, do that. And I think sometimes when you come from a smaller school and it just, it just kind of depends, you know, some girls will really like to play and, and we've had some successful girls that have gone on to play, but um, a lot of times it is, it's a little bit more, it's a little bit more intense than yeah. the high school level, I think. So. And that was, uh, a few of the kids that have been on the show as well. I was like, yeah, I, I'm good until I'm done here. And then I'm like, I'm not moving on. You know, and I, my son, my son played, he, he played with Wesley's son. And, and, you know, they had a really, they had a fantastic group of kids that year. And all of them, we really would have thought more of them would have played. And I don't think any of them ended up playing just because I think by that time they played selects. And I'm just like, you know, it's just, it just has ran its course and they were kind of done. And, and so um, I think you just see it, it just, Certain people just have kind of have that yeah. that will to kind of go on and do. And uh, you know, Abby Manning went on to play B one last year. She's probably the first girl I think to play. And um, even for her, it's been it's just different. She's just like it's just different. Kind of sometimes sometimes even takes the fun out of the game if you if you're playing for just kind of fun. I think sometimes it right. makes it hard. So. Right. And she's actually transferred to Georgia. She is well, no, to Transy. She Transy, transferred. Right. Yeah, she I'm transferred sorry. to Transy. She. She got a little bit of playing time her freshman year, and she kind of knew, you know, anytime you play, her goal was to play for a D one school, and she was she was good, and and um, but you're, and we kind of told her, you know, you may have to kind of sit the bench at a D one school for the first year or two, and then when you're older, you can kind of get there. So I don't know, she was, but um, she's going to play training. I think she'll be a lot of playing time. So. Yeah, absolutely. So Emily, <laughs> sorry about that. 
must have been fries in my throat. <laughs> so I know you from basketball. Yeah. You chose soccer, obviously, over basketball. Mm-hmm. What went into that decision? So I played. I started varsity my eighth grade year, and I played pretty good minutes my freshman year. Um, after that season, we so my sis, my twin sister is the varsity goalie, and they were playing at Scott High, and uh, um, they didn't have enough players because of the COVID protocol. So they asked me to play. And I got thrown out there. My first play was a header. <laughs> um, and I just fell Sean, in love. Sean, that's where you hit the ball. With I, I, I got that. Okay. I got that. I just fell in love with it. I fell in love with the team. I mean, I've never seen a team like Montgomery County Girls Soccer. It is just the most supportive team I've ever been on. And so when I went, tried to go back to basketball and do both, because we had fall open gym, I just realized, like, I wasn't too happy playing basketball, and I was so much more happier with soccer. And that's a credit to coach yes. building a good culture, right? Yes. Building a good environment. I'm glad I'm glad you're happy. That's all that matters at the end of the day, right? Yeah. Now, what position do you play? Midfield wing. Okay, so your sister was a keeper. She still, still is. Still gonna be the keeper. Okay. Okay. They're, they're twins, Wes. That means they're in the I same understand grade. that, but listen. <laughs> She went through a pretty. I didn't know that. That's she cool. went through a pretty traumatic injury. So, and I, she obviously, tore she, ACL. yeah, she tore ACL, and it was, it was. So she's all back from that, and right. almost. Yeah, she's not been cleared for contact yet. She can do anything else but contact. She goes back July seventeenth, and we're hoping at that appointment she's cleared for contact. Right. But she's been doing a little bit of just some, you know, just in the goal when she comes out and plays, which is like, if she just don't get near her, I mean, girls are really good about it. But. I've been there, I've done yes, that. Yes, yes, you have, I've, yes. I've seen that. So. Now, at 12, Mason was a lot, uh, uh, it's a lot different at 12 than yeah. it is at, at yeah. um, 16, 17, 18 yeah. years old. So, um, yeah, but, we're, uh, we're hoping, she's, she's, like I said too, she was all region her sophomore year, um, and it probably would have been last year too. Um, had she not suffered the injury, but she's she's a phenomenal keeper. So we were super excited to bring Emily that, on. Did she get injured playing? She did. It's totally my fault. Um, a bad coaching decision. We were playing. At, it's at, probably at, your sister's fault. It probably was one hundred. No, they were. She was asking to go in. It, we were we were beating a team pretty. You know, and always keepers want to play the field. They don't ever get the opportunity. I wouldn't let her. She kept on and kept on. She finally wore me down. I said, "You got two minutes," and she did. And I mean, that, so, you know, two well, minutes. But, what you do? She oh, ran right into that, right, right into to their to the other keeper. Like collided with the other keeper, and it just. So I mean, I felt awful and was ready to strangle her for wearing me out, letting her go in. Because I usually. I don't. told you. I, I know. I did. I did. So, but we. And, 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 then and we those injuries keeper. always tend to happen. One hundred percent. In those types of places. And there had not. I don't. I really don't think it had been one of the easiest. Like you can ask him, it was probably one of the calmest games we played. There had been no fouls. It was a really easy, just a just a safe. I felt like a safe. Soccer game, if you could say that. And I mean, oh, I was, I was sick. I was sick. And then, of course, we didn't have a backup keeper. So we um, luckily had a girl who transferred from Round County. She was like, coach. And she'd come on. She hadn't played too many field minutes, but she was like, I play keeper. And I was like, okay. And she stepped in and, and, and played some big minutes for us. Would that be Bethany? Sorry. Yes, it I, would I'm be Bethany. Right it, would, it was Bethany. It was Bethany. So, yeah, she played, so- she's a big softball player. And um and a great girl, but she transferred in and was playing, so she was one of our two seniors last year. So yeah. <laughs> so how many seniors are there in you and who? You and your sister and who else? Um, Madison Davis, Allison Stegall, 
Taylor Page and Shelby Page, Callie Settle, Reagan Osborne. I think that's it. Yeah. I think that's all. So there's going to be two eight. sets of twins. Mm-hmm. I was that is, ask yeah, the other two sets. Yeah, two sets. So eight, eight seniors. That's uh, that's a really good. I mean, to have eight seniors, that's honestly when you get up out over five seniors, I think that's a pretty big. Yeah. Yeah. Senior now, are they all starters? Um, no, we will. Let's see. I think six of them, five of them, probably about six of them will start. Yeah, I think. And and like I said, this has been kind of building for this year. I've had these girls for a little long time, like the Stagalls and and Callie and Reagan, those girls, Madison. They've played forever, and um, I feel like they've been in the program for a long time. So this is our, our really, I feel like the strongest team we've had collectively in a really really long time. They just they played together for a really long time and they worked the ball really well. And so I think it's our best chance at really making a big run in yep. the region uh, region this year is, is our hopes. So. Well, and, and Emily, you mentioned a while ago the the team were or the, the team uh, feeling that you have, you know, that the whole team as a whole really works well together. So that has to be a big advantage too going into this upcoming season. It's like you all know each other so well it's like second nature. It so. really is. And I think that this group, we're going to center camp this year. These girls have really worked and fundraised for um, several years to kind of, well, COVID kind of killed them with as far as the fundraising. Yeah. So we have really worked hard the last couple of years. And so we're taking a group to center um, next week. And so I think we have 17 or 18 girls that are getting to go, that are able to go at the high school level. And um, and so, yeah, it's a big class, but they're, they're they're just such, I mean, overall, the team is just, they're just a fantastic team. They work. They really do. There's not... It's. It, I've been blessed to, you know, just these parents have done a great job with these girls because they really are they're just good girls and they, they enjoy each other. You said uh, played together for a long time. Other than middle school and, and, and high school, they, they play club ball together? Some of them do. This year they've kind of separated with the, the new club in Lexington. Yeah, that has right. kind of split some of the age groups of the team, but they played a lot together. Um, they Several, I think, Alice, uh, Callie and Reagan and maybe Madison and Allison, they – I think they all played at one point in time together, but now they're on separate teams. Gotcha. But they've had several seasons where they have played together. Gotcha. So that's gotcha. been also beneficial because they're playing even in off season. And they played indoor. And actually, Emily filled in this year as their indoor keeper, too, because her sister was gone. So they threw her into the goal and let her play. Did, did they notice? <laughs> did they notice you were not your sister? Well, yeah. <laughs> She's definitely better at keeping than me, but I think I held my own. Yeah. I sat on the ball a couple times. Um, it didn't go in. It went through my legs one time. Lena was like my keeper coach. Yeah. Listen, it's easy to do an indoor because yeah. everything yes. happens so much quicker than on the regular field. So, Is that turf? It is turf, but it's also got – it's about the size of the gym uh, here at the church. And then it's got – you played at Lexington Indoor? Yes. Okay. And it's got walls around it, so like you can kick it off the wall. It's like playing hockey. It never stops. Uh, gotcha. hockey ring. Yeah, it's, it's never stops. So Definitely not one to nothing scoring in indoor no. soccer. <laughs> right. It's really fun. Yeah, it is awesome. So I, I know, Adam, I asked you all ago, Emily, about your choice between basketball and soccer. How long have you played soccer? Well, I played when I was little, but I didn't start like competitively playing until my sophomore year. Oh, wow. okay. So, a funny story with her. The first game, really and truly, we didn't have numbers that year of COVID. A lot of people just decided not to play, and so we were kind of low. And we're like, just bring her. And she would she play? Yeah, she'll play. So she brings her out there. We throw her in a game like the first day. I'm like, I said, look, Emily. I said, you're playing the swing. I said, they're going to throw it in. I said, just get just 
mark them up. Well, I mean, she goes in and throws that basketball defense on these girls, and we're going, oh my gosh, where's she been? You know, I mean, she just automatically knew. Basketball players are definitely my favorite girls to kind of come to the soccer field because they do play such great defense. Yeah. They know how to play that man-to-man, they know. And she came right in and did all those great things, and she's – She's such a physical force out there, but she knows how to. We, Chris Follett and I were standing on the sidelines going, what, we've been trying to teach these girls how to do this forever. And so, watch her. Yeah. Watch her. <laughs> what she's doing. <laughs> and as long as you're not grabbing, you can use both That's hands. right. Yeah. And she did. She, she was right in there. So defense, you know, just the game perspective you can if i'll i'll say basketball stuff to her because i don't i don't know basketball really that well either but i'll throw some basketball things out there to her she but she knows she's she's gotten really good so she's been a huge asset to that group so that's awesome that's awesome so you you said that you're looking to push towards region um region championship and whatnot what do you think this group brings you know just technical wise that they can get there to get there to that ultimate goal. Well, I think you know we always kind of have that thorn in our side with Clark County, and they've always <laughs> been a you know they have they've just always been they they just they're they're always good, and we're always we're right there with them. It's just you know just getting over that hump. And I think this year for us, I think one of it's going to be experience with these girls. We've got you know like I think last year Clark County had they had the bulk of the seniors this year I think we had that we have you know our our middle is is really our seniors your Allison and um Reagan and um Callie Settle they kind of run that middle that center and they they work really well together and then um you've got Madison Davis who's behind them and we've really worked on that playing that flat four in the back and they've gotten really good at it and trust each other and like no strengths and weaknesses so I think technically I think I think they're hard to beat in the middle. They're physical. They're fat. And we have a lot of speed. We really do in, in a lot of different positions. So we, um, we've got a few little holes to fill. You know, of course, I'm sure people probably know, you know, we had one of our starters, Holly Harrison, who was in that car accident. And she, she was a starter for us. And she's just one of those girls that, you know, she just, you can knock her down, but she's going to get up and she finds, she creates things just by being physical. So she'll be a hard one to replace. I know this season for us, but, um, but I think, and then, and we lost Gracie Lukey in the back, and and so she'll be another one. So we're kind of looking to fill those two positions. But other than that, we really are kind of retaining that same group that's been playing together, starting wise for the last couple seasons. So I think that that's going to experience for us is going to play mm-hmm. a big part, and um, and just being in such close matches, especially with like the Clarks and the Campbell Counties down the road and and I think that you know the first couple of years you play those and you're in a region final or region semifinal just nerves can get the best of yeah, you sometimes right. and I think that just the experience now that they have and just their the, the age and and just I, I don't know I think that that's just going to kind of take yeah, us whether it's at district level region level right. or even if they're playing club and they're in a tournament and they, they're making it into the you know the finals of a club tournament they, they've got that they don't have the nerves anymore. And you have to have that – we have a couple girls, too, now that they just have that drive to win. Yeah. They turn it in a different gear. If you're behind a goal or you're up one goal, they turn in. You know, they kind of turn on a different gear. So I think that – I don't know. I just think we've got the experience. And we've got the we've got a little bit more depth this year, too, which kind of helps us off the bench because um, I think some of our younger girls are now kind of gaining that experience. Gotcha. So that kind of helps out a little bit, too, as well. So. Gotcha. 
Do you coach them? You coach middle school. I do. I do. One of the reasons I kind of started that was the program had kind of fallen apart. Not really fallen apart, but the the interest. We lost a lot of interest to volleyball. You know, we lost some girls to volleyball. And that's, you get a new sport in here. Join the crowd. It is. It does. (laughs) You do. It's unfortunate, and I, but I love it. And I try to, my goal, especially at middle school, is to let them play as many things as they can play. You know, don't hinder them. If they have to miss a practice to go to volleyball, it's not like they're just missing. So, we lost several to volleyball, and I think our numbers were kind of down, and the middle school program was kind of a little bit down. So I felt like, you know, that's where you have to build it. You've yeah. got to start buying in. And right. I think let, yesterday we had 46 girls for JV and varsity. Like, we've never had to have to cut before, ever. And I don't – we're hoping to not have to because you never want to kill that spirit. But right. there, we may have to, you know, tell a couple of the younger middle school girls who play – who want to play JV – but it's just a great problem to have because we barely, even like two seasons ago, we barely had enough to even field two teams, which has never really been an issue. But, you know, and volleyball does have a big, you know, being in the same, I hate that they're in the same season, especially when you have a small school like Montgomery County, you know, your athletes, you know, your true athletes sometimes are few and far between and you have to share between, I think if we could really kind of focus in and have different seasons, I think about how competitive we really could be and still are. So. Yeah, absolutely. So, I know Clark is the district, you know, pain in the butt, but are they also the region? No, they they usually have a pretty good run at region, but Campbell County always kind of gives us well, a gives Isn't us it kind of odd that Campbell County is in our region, though? Well, I mean, right. Scott High, too. Always. I mean, think about Scott High and Campbell. They should not. I mean. We're Scott High. Once we get to. That's up there by Campbell. Once you get to Mason, Mason County, that's where the cut should be. Yeah. I mean, but it, it, they add in, they add in um, Bishop Brossop. And Campbell County and Scott High, which is all in Alexandria, which is basically, I mean, Cincinnati. you you, yeah. you can is. take a five minute walk and you're in Fort Thomas Highlands uh, area, and it's and they're in the ninth region. Yeah, and I mean they're they're always a big competitor in any sport they do. Well, you know, their girls soccer team they have a freshman team, a JV team, and a high and a varsity team. Wow! So they field three teams of girls. So it's hard to, I mean, it they're just good. And they just keep them, you know, they just keep, and, and they're playing very high level select, play, select year round because you've got so much northern, so many options up in northern Kentucky for select. So it is, and Scott Hive kind of, we, we've kind of handled them really well lately, but they're, they usually kind of can, every once in a while they'll kind of hit or miss teams. Um, and Bishop Rossard as well, too. So all those teams in that, you just never know what you're going to get. We lost a bishop in, uh, region. Um, semi in a shootout two seasons ago, and so it's just but we've been kind of hit or miss. But um, but yeah, there's some good teams up in the north that kind of give us. Usually it's Clark and us, yeah. and then those two. It's just really uh, like such an outlier as to where we're located versus where I mean, because they're an hour plus away, you know. So it doesn't even make. Oh, it sense. takes almost two hours to get to both of those places oh, yeah. when you're driving on a bus. That's insane. So and then you've got. You know, everything's east of us, and we don't, none of them, you know, you've got Flemings and the Rounds and all those, and you're sending some of these schools to, they're getting to go to Sweet 16 every single year. Yeah. And, um, and we're beating these teams, we beat those teams eight to nothing every year. So it's kind of yeah. frustrating just how that works. But at the end of the day, the final team is going to be the best team anyway. So, but it's kind of frustrating a little bit for you. I understand. For the girls. For sure. So, for sure. So, Emily, what do you think, Clyde? What do you, what what sense do you have right now like it's your senior year what what's it feel like right now do you think it's going to feel different once you step onto the field first couple of games and you're like 
this is we I'm only gonna be able to play like fifteen games. You only have fifteen games left in your whole high school career. So what's it feel like right now? Wes is trying to make you cry. Don't, <laughs> don't, don't hold those emotions. He's gonna start crying. Well, I was looking at our schedule today, and I was like, "This is the last schedule I ever had." Yeah, it's sad, um, but I'm excited for the season. I'm excited to see how far we go and how well we do. Cool, cool. Um, when is the first game? We actually scrimmage model and <laughs> um, Mar- at March. Um, July 31st is our first scrimmage, and then we start the season that next full week of August. I think it's August, uh, I have to look, but I think it's like August 4th. So we start right into play. We only have one scrimmage before the season starts. So, so. basically, after that period, We're, it's, yeah, it's let's on. go. It's on. Yeah. The first two weeks, we'll really spend a lot of time and, and, and just, you know, lots of conditioning that those first couple weeks kind of getting acclimated to the heat at that point in time. And, you know, because we've just had some such, you know, we've been doing some open fields right now, but the weather's been so crazy. Yeah. But, you know, in July and August, it's a little bit different mm-hmm. ball game, you know, and fatigue and, and heat become an issue. So um, just kind of getting them ready those first two weeks. And like I said, it's a home scrimmage against model. And then, um, and then what, but center camp's going to be great for us too, because we, they play games every night. So I think that kind of gives us a, ch- a chance and opportunity to throw some new girls into some of those positions that we're kind of looking for and let them kind of play and, and kind of feel it out and see, who works where and, and, and move some things around and just kind of play around with it when it really doesn't count, you know, it's just kind of for, just kind of for fun. So, so how many games do you typically play a week? We usually play, you can't, we can't play more than three. Usually we'll have to, we have a 21 game season though. So it's kind of packed. We'll play a lot of three games, um, a season. I mean, three games a week, usually some, some two games. But so you definitely have to be, in shape. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it, well, it's, I think that people think that, you know, it's such a physical game, much more physical than I think anybody thinks. I mean, there's lots of bumps and bruises and, and, um, you know, lots of contact and, and different things. So I think it definitely takes a toll on your body. And then you've got, um, you know, on top of going to school all the time and, and that kind of stuff too. So it's, it's, it's pretty brutal there for yeah. September. The good thing this year is that August, the school doesn't start till a little bit later. So we have a couple weeks of games under our belt yeah. before school actually starts this year. Yeah. So that'll help out a little bit. So it's like technically like a seven, eight week season. Yeah. It's quick. Yeah. It's quick. You know, you start, you start tournament play, region district play right the first week of October. So uh-huh. you're heavy in August, heavy September, and then you're pretty much done. Are you playing so, bluegrass second? We are not. We quit. We quit playing that. It gets a little bit rough. You get. To, yeah. You know, I always risk some injury. I mean, you risk injuries anyway. But I mean, sometimes those those fields are a little rougher. So we kind of have stayed yeah. away from that for the last couple seasons, just just in case. We've not really had the numbers to be able to be injured. <laughs> so um, so we've had to be careful a little bit. So. Gotcha. So Emily, this is a soccer show, so I've got to ask: Have you ever sold a a foul? And I'm doing air quotes. Have you ever sold a foul to get the call? He's, he's saying, that, have you flopped? Have, have you flopped? flopped? No, but I have one Well, time. why not? Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I'm a former referee. Flopping is, it can fully, you can fully get away with flopping. Let me tell you. It doesn't take but just a little bit of this. Oh, you're down on the ground. Well, I'm pretty like, like I can hold my ground. Like if they run at me, like I can. I like it. No, I won't fall. One time I did get drugged down by my arm and just like flipped, which kind of hurt, but it was Frederick Douglass. So. so they drug you down. Oh, so sorry. Did they call a foul? No, they kept playing. Oh, <laughs> must have been that Frederick It actually Douglas. hurt. No. Like I could not stand up. It hurt so bad. It never fails for somebody to get drugged down. 
you know, the, 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 you get close together and the tug on the jersey just like this, you can't really see that as a referee. You, you know, that, that's why they tell you to tuck in, tuck, your tuck, in, tuck in your shirts so you can see the, oh, her shirt's out. She must have gotten pulled. I'm going to have to pay attention to that from now on. So, we're just talking. We're just. I, I just listened. <laughs> I was just like, you're off and left me like, what? But, uh, so, do you, we get into a PK situation. All right. Do you do you like be, are you usually in the PK situations or, no. or you don't like to be in the PK situations? She's like, no, I'm good. As soon as you said PK, she started she, shaking yeah. my head. It's like, mm, I'm, like I'm not there. I'm watching Elena with my eyes like winking. I can't look at it. <laughs> Turn around. I stress for her. Yeah. Uh, the rules of soccer in high school is play regulation. Then instead of playing. Like FIFA rules, like uh, National League team rules, you play two 15-minute halves if you're still um, if you're still tied. Then you have PKs. It's different in high school because when you go into overtime, it's gold and gold, correct? right? So it's what it's gold and gold. In it's other like words, whoever scores, whoever scores no. first wins. Sudden death. Sudden death. Yeah. So does that make you nervous? Emily, if we get if you get into an overtime situation, you're like, oh no. So how do you get to PK then? You have to a well, certain if you time frame on overtime. Nobody scores during that golden goal. Then gotcha. It's That's a yeah. fifteen. I think it's is it is it just two, 10 five, minutes? two fives. Two fives. Yeah, we actually our middle school girls this year. We our first round of tournament we played LCA and we we won pouring down the rain, wind blowing 100 miles an hour like it was this spring, and we won um, in a golden goal with in the first five minutes overtime. So it was a, it was a fun, it was fun, 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 you fun can because be we were on fully the nervous side. going into that, and there's no better feeling yeah. than That's right. uh, yeah, winning awesome. by golden goal. So, I, so I'm curious about the one of the the more fascinating things about soccer and hockey is the penalty or the the that's what you call them, PK right yeah. penalty kicks that. That's where they get, what, five opportunities yeah. each team, right? So, mentally-wise, is there a theory as to, like, because it how much reaction time is to it, how much expectation as to where they're going is in that? You know, some keepers are really – I'm not. Um, some keepers are really good at reading just the kicker, you know, just your body language, the way your shoulders turn, the way – the way you when you come when you approach the ball, how your shoulders are, and some are really good at that. And and it really is for keeper. Keepers are not supposed to say that, but it, it you know just I think if you dive right, and you know sometimes they're kicking it so hard you're not going to save it. Yeah. But, you know in a high school game a lot of times they're you know you'll make some saves in high school games, but I just think it's some kids are just really good at it. We've had keepers in the past that are just good. You know if you're tall and long arms. Elena is really tall and she's got, she's got, you know, a good width in her arms. She does, she saved several, you know, she's made some saves, but, um, it's just a, it's mentally drained. I hate it yeah. for them. And I hate it for the kick as a kicker too. I mean, the girls hate it. They don't want to be the ones you know, you'll have a couple that are just kind of, they'll go and they'll do it. And those are your, usually you want that one first. You got to make that first one. And it kind of trickles down. Cause if your first kicker misses, it's kind of like, Deflate yeah. everybody. So that was a question I was going to ask. Like, as a coach, is their strategy? They're one hundred percent. Is you really kind of start with your? You want your number one person and your fifth person to be money. You've got to have them making it for sure. 
two and threes are sometimes usually your usually your two you kind of want to but your three and four are sometimes your iffy people that maybe sometimes might you might be a defender whose legs are tired and kicks it over you know you have to kind of think about that if you've been through a game so if you get a goal out of three or four that's that's bonus yeah, right yeah so yeah. You, it really is kind of um so because you've got you've got you've got to think about these girls or, or, and boys anyone they played you know 90 minutes of soccer plus they've played overtime so you know and it's usually a lot of your starters that are probably going to be taking those kicks and um, so I think just tired legs and different things. I know we practice Chris Faults, the king of, he likes to, you can, she can probably tell you, he'll run them, run them, run them, like at the end, like for like a five-minute sprints and then make them take PKs. And they're like, why are you doing that? <laughs> and and he was like, because your legs are that tired when you're taking it, you tend to lean back and, you know, kick it over. And so just some different things that you can kind of can, practice. I mean, I can understand the, the thought behind that because, yeah. you know, it's kind of like, you know, I mean, 90 minutes is a long time anyways. Then you put more on top of that. And it's not like you're getting all these breaks or yeah, anything no. like that. It's nonstop. Plus, he kind of puts a – he'll say if they don't make it, then he'll say everybody on the team has to run but you. But he tries to put them in pressure situations so that they're not – so put them in situations like a game because it's hard to – you can take PKs and make them all day long at practice. But when there's really not a game on the line, there's nothing really on the line to – if you make it, you make it. If you don't, you don't. So, but in a game situation, it's totally different. The mental, and you've got some girls who are really good, are good shooters, but we don't put them in PK situations because they're just it's a mental thing for them. So yeah. it's it's a hard it's a hard. That's on both interesting. Kids, but both both sides. Because it, it, it's an that's that's interesting because you know like she's like no I don't I no not no and and so there are several that are like that but then you got others who are like yeah give me the ball you'll have you a know? couple who will, I mean if it's a PK in a game situation they will pick the ball up and go Allison Stagall will pick the ball up and go straight to the goal and she doesn't ever think twice about it and I've seen I don't I think I've seen I, she's missed she's missed one before. But there's very few, and I've seen her take a lot that she's yeah. missed. So, but she missed one after a lightning delay for thirty that's, minutes. That is true. I remember that. That was yeah. that was a scrimmage. Okay. Yeah. But Chris taught me how to shoot a PK my sophomore year, so I don't think well, I have enough experience to be out there. No, right. you just put yourself in that's the line. That's right. We, we just, just put, put yourself in the line. line. Chris taught me how to take PK, <laughs> so you're you're in the fire now. Going in the fire. Right. Right. Hey, next week you're going to be at center. <laughs> she needs right. to be trying some PKs. We, they, they got all that opportunity there. So he told me it was like a face to kick the chin of the ball. Yep. Uh, kick the chin of your it, sister. Yes. Yeah, um, yeah. Pretend it's your sister. <laughs> <laughs> so, what are you looking forward to most, Emily, about this team camp you all are going to? Well, I'm not going. I have to go on vacation with my dad. Um, well, forget I asked. <laughs> <laughs> she was actually going, and they kind of had some family stuff come up, so yeah. they're gonna they're gonna take some time with their family, which is needed. So um, they're gonna take that time. But um, she well, so much for penalty kicks That's next right. week. That's right. I know. I know. So you're out now. I guess <laughs> you were just going in the pot, and now you're back <laughs> on the outside. <laughs> <laughs> oh shoot! That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, hopefully. This coming season, as we've done this last school year, when we've had the Kimstoff Athlete of the Week, I don't know if any of the girls have seen that or anything like that on Facebook, but you know, hopefully this season we'll be able to. We didn't catch the girls, we didn't catch any of the soccer season when we started that, right? So we didn't start till the gateway, right? Uh, yeah, right. yeah, right. we were in December when yeah, that whole so thing we started. We didn't catch, so we, we missed the whole fall. The balls forward. Yeah. So hopefully, you know, uh, we can have. Have some you heard about this? No, I'm not. Not either. So, really? so it, on Facebook every every week we do a Kimsoft 
from corner to corner athlete of the week. And we highlight them on Facebook and whatnot and, and share and tag in the team page, Moco Athletics, so on and so forth. So, you know, hopefully this year we'll definitely get some girls soccer players, uh, maybe even the whole team because of how, how maybe they played, you know, went to PKs, maybe it was a whole team effort, you know, football, soccer. Yeah. Hey, look, it's going to be a lot harder this year than it was this past year <laughs> right. because it was just like, oh, well, we got two sports. Who was the two, you know, but now going into this new, this new school year, it'll, it'll be a little bit more challenging for us for sure, which will be awesome. Right. Cause yeah. I mean, it gives us more to choose from and more to, to, to witness and talk to. And, you know, hopefully we can squeeze you guys in again, either before the season or during the season. I mean, probably tough with you playing three games a week, but uh, just to kind of see how the season's going or if anything's changed before the season or, you know, things like that. That's our ultimate goal is to be able to have a solid rotation of the coaches that are in season. Yeah. Uh, so we can – because, I mean, this started out as just a thought that Adam had. I'm a genius. That's uh, what uh, of doing this athlete of the week thing. And then when they hired Coach Mays, we're like, we need to we need to have him on, you know, because, I mean, it's kind of a big deal, Right. And that show exploded. It's our most downloaded show that we've ever had. And we're like, hmm, maybe this coach's thing might not might not be a bad idea. So Once then again, <laughs> So then we started doing this weekly coaches show and it is pretty much our most downloaded show. I mean we do two. When you guys leave, we'll stay and, and do our Saturday show, which is our just a normal sports show that we talk about and nonsense and just be guys being guys type stuff. Personally, this one is the most, I mean, I like the other one. Yeah. This one's the most enjoyable because I, you get to talk to the coaches. I like this one more. Yeah, yeah. To, to the players and we get to see how they're doing before, during, yeah. and after the end of the season. It's, this uh, is the show that is giving us the opportunity to be in the community and give back, right? And we have some really big uh, expectations for next year. Uh, that we are not talking about yet, but it's coming. It's going to be a really cool year. There's some big things coming. We're really excited about that. But that's given us the opportunity. Like we're being recognized by people in the community because they enjoy this show. They like listening to this. A lot of the kids love coming on here. I mean, we we've had people come on. It's like, hey, I want to know what I have to do to be the Kimsoft Athlete of the Week. So that's pretty cool, that's right? Awesome. That's so, awesome. are you on Facebook? I am. So, what's the soccer page social media? Is it just Moco Soccer? Yes. All right. We gotta know where to follow you for scores and all gotcha. that stuff. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. And we'll and we'll this show will drop on Thursday morning at three a.m. So you got to get up to listen to it at three a.m. Okay. <laughs> I'll call you. We'll, yeah. Like we'll, yeah. listen to it. Uh, but it, we'll 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 tag the page. Okay. Uh, in that, so anybody that's Associated with it, should be able to listen okay. to the show. You tell the rest of the team, oh, you get to listen to me. Oh, that's right. Nobody else showed up. That's right. You get to no, listen no, to they, me. Dads would come, they, so. they text me, they're like, go be a radio star. Look, when you become famous for being on this podcast, they're going to regret not coming. I mean, just. Well, I told them too. I told the girls, when I, it was kind of my fault too, because I kind of forgot. And so last minute, 
Emily came through for me, but I told the girls, um, I said, don't worry, you're not getting out of this. You're going to come again. Just, <laughs> you're gonna again. So you got to come again. Absolutely. Right. Emily's getting over. Right. Yeah, so, absolutely. So just absolutely. a heads up, Emily. We talked Kim Soft Athletic Week. The easiest way to get that is to sign to play college somewhere. Like, if you ink a college deal somewhere, that's basically a guarantee you're going to be right. Because yeah. yeah. that's a big deal, I mean, no it's, matter what level it, it is. It's kind of the highlight of, of your high school career, right, to, yeah. to be able to do that. So we're, I'm hoping that the next time that someone signs that we can be there. That, that'd be cool. That'd be cool. Yeah. So, but anywho. Uh, we really appreciate you guys for coming on, or gals. I should say gals. Appreciate that. And uh, yeah, it's fun. I always enjoy meeting new people and and talking different, you know, sports and stuff like that. A new and sport for you. A, a very new sport for me. <laughs> so I feel like I'm getting there, though. There you go. You're know, gonna have to come again. You yeah. Watch it. We're gonna have to yeah. come watch them play. Watch I don't know about that. Yeah. <laughs> we can set up at a game. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like, I, we've gotten the green light already. Yeah, we're really good with Austin's. Like, whenever you want to come, so. that'd be awesome. That'd yeah. be awesome. You have to let us know. Yeah, for sure. Time, so. For sure. All right. Well, thank you for having us again. I appreciate you. Absolutely. Thanks for what you're doing for all sports in the community. Absolutely. Awesome, so. Absolutely. Well, guys, there you have it for this week's edition of Community Trust Bank Coaches Corner, presented by the From Corner Corner Podcast. If you haven't already, go out and give us a like on Facebook. Also, remember to help us promote our Coaches Corner Show, our Athlete of the Week, our community, our teams, our coaches, and our students. They deserve it. And we will catch you guys next week. Thanks again. The MoCo Four Horsemen would like to thank you for listening to From Corner to Corner. Be sure to go out and follow us on Twitter, on TikTok, on Facebook, Instagram, and even YouTube. Whatever podcast platform that you listen to us on, be sure to go out and give us a five-star review. Thanks as always, and we look forward to seeing you next week.